Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. out this week making making a grand trek of some sort mm-hmm. uh so you know what that means it's a sports podcast Ooh, yeah. sports! we like uh, sports we don't care who knows it's true a- apparently except if it's max apparently we care deeply whether max knows that we like sports because we wait and talk about it when he's gone i mean and, and truth be told max is is very enthusiastic about sports but like he's smart in that he's like i don't need to talk about it which is the right way to approach it unfortunately you've got us this week yes you've got the the brain wormed three uh <laughs> but it's it's been you know it's been over a year. It's it's been long enough now that we started to get, you know, uh, pieces of sort of documentary style content about the day when all of the sports shut down mm-hmm. because of Rudy Gobert, uh, and and so a year later, we we've seen, you know leagues and and sporting organizations all over the world uh, come up with a variety of tricks and schemes and you know workarounds and and experiments and some of them maybe have been good some of them have definitely been horseshit uh but but we thought that maybe we might uh kind of talk about some of the most notable ones and 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 sort of shoot the shit about how we feel about them and uh dear dear listener we got so gung-ho about this that we made a doc and i'm pretty sure this is going to be episode like 271 um Mm. i think this is the most prep we've done for a podcast since we did the beer taste test where we had to buy beer and that was yeah. episode 12 uh wow that wow, was really? episode 12 uh yeah. i didn't realize that i mean that was that was science i mean this is this is also science um is it you know uh, well in a, in a way um no, you know, it's, these, not. They, it, it's a it's a meta analysis of many different experiments and and i think that 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 is something that i've been thinking about maybe we maybe start here and then can get into the specifics but you know kevin you kind of realized this and and wanted to discuss it and one thing as i look through our list of these changes that the different sports have tried um and and there really are a lot do you think that this is and maybe it's kind of like a percentage thing do you think that this is more a reaction to the circumstances and, and I don't know, really for the well-being of, of the players and coaches. Um, I think there is some of that. But also, do you, how much of this do you think is uh, organizations 
wanting to finally try out these things that have been whispered about for for years? Yeah, I I would say that some some of them it's obvious. Uh, it's odd, like the MLB has clearly wanted to try out the DH in the NL for a while, um, and I don't know if they actually did make some backhanded way to make it about about COVID, but it's clear with like that one um, that it was an experiment and by all accounts that I've heard, they're going to go back to it next year. Uh, 100% of the time. So yeah. I take maybe a slightly different view on this, which is that I, I, I think I agree with you that baseball is, is one where kind of all of these major changes that we saw were things, you know, that had been sort of bandied about in some context or other before. Um, but I think Every single one of these things in every single sport, except maybe the DH in the National League, was mm-hmm. about one thing and one thing only. How can we get these games off to get this motherfucking money? It's all, yep. I mean, it's all, yep. the entire last year of sports has been about one and only one thing. It's been that. It's been about, you know, this catastrophic event has has thrown a lot of things into question and uh you know maybe one of the things it's thrown into question is our fundamental business model i mean you see that Mm -hmm. we we didn't even get it on the list uh but the the sort of ongoing flap about the european super league in soccer which i believe technically still exists i think it technically still has three members as of today um it, it 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 does um but also the leader of that is real madrid's president who uh man that that guy would argue with you that the sky is blue i'm pretty sure so he, yes uh, you know. he would but uh, you know uh, every everything i think that uh, at least on some level that has happened in sports has been about making sure that we play enough games to satisfy TV contracts, uh, you know, trying to to claw back some some event revenue in the form of, like, you know, having bodies at the Super Bowl and at WrestleMania, both of yeah. which, you know, not, not at all coincidentally were in the same city. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, so like, I, I don't think... I don't think that most of these things outside of baseball, which baseball, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to revise my statement. These are all about that because even baseball was bandying these things around before because baseball is in the midst of like an ongoing decade long existential crisis <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 So, and- yeah. I think yeah. that's the key one, but uh, and and maybe we should start with baseball. But I, I did think of baseball in asking that question because they have been so curious about making changes, and Rob Manfred especially has this bug in his bonnet to use a really uh, modern phrase um, that he needs to to make the game go more quickly. Um, I did I did just learn. Um, I, I recently I was talking to someone and I said, I understand fishing the same way I understand F1, which is, I know theoretically how it works, 
but I don't, it's not something I've ever done or enjoyed, so I don't really know how it works. I did not realize that F1 has has a time cap on the race. It's either you do all the laps or it's like two to three hours. I was like, wow, that is brilliant. And now I'm thinking I might watch it because I know it, I know that there's a clock. And, and the thing that baseball is, is realizing is, uh, yeah, how do we, how do we, effectively have the clock without literally having the clock and so they were already worm-brained already figuring out what to do but yeah i mean kevin they're the ones who have done the most experimentation i think yeah i was fascinated when the baseball season started because they were there were all these things like oh you're not going to be able to like spit or like do all this like nonsense i was like wow the game is going to go like super fast now or like you know there's going to be the runner on second like the game's going to be so fast and like i watched two games i'm like no but didn't no really, it's the same baseball. they didn't really solve they didn't really solve the crux of the problem I, but, right w- would it shock you to know that the thing that is is elongating baseball games is not whether or not we have a runner on second base to start the 11th inning it's the fact that there's over an hour of commercials baked into the model like cut out half the commercial breaks you've solved your entire problem and and look i'm i i know better than to actually suggest that with a straight face because you know that that would kneecap baseball's financial viability as an entertainment product but it's a real catch-22 because the thing that gives you financial viability as an entertainment product is the number one thing that makes your entertainment product shitty, which is, you know, frequent interruptions. Right. And then another thing, another example is um, part of what makes it difficult to watch baseball unless like you're an everyday watcher is that there are a lot of games in a season and the games don't mean as much. And um, so like doing seven inning double headers, like, It'd be better to just cut one of the games. Like you don't need the one hundred and sixty some games or whatever. Well, so, yeah. uh, but then yeah, how would but, we? But then how would we argue over whether or not a, a no hitter over seven innings, if that is the full length of a game, is a no hitter? Oh sure, that would. Uh, yeah, I mean this this, and that's another thing where the 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 DH and the NLs are. It's going to mess up the historical stats and all that. But um, counterpoint. I, I pr- no, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Those things all still exist. Did you know that Major League right. Baseball has an official historian? Um, not surprised to hear it. Guess I mean, guess who I, thinks I, that Madison Bumgarner threw a no hitter the other day in seven innings? That guy. not the historian. Oh, really? Absolutely. Uh huh. Oh, well, I mean, it, it's better to <laughs> listen. Uh, it is more exciting to have a no hitter and say you had a no hitter because that's going to lead on Sports Center. Uh, as opposed to saying you didn't have one, um, especially when it's the Diamondbacks who have I just realized have terrible uniforms and are can't be very appealing to watch among other things, and and so like say someone had a no hitter and that'll lead on Sports Center as opposed to like I don't know another basketball highlight the Knicks winning again like uh, you know it's it's good for you and and I do look at the things they did with the innings for the doubleheader. Um, for the runner starting on second and extra innings. The seven-inning doubleheader, the first half of that is good. A seven-inning baseball game is nice because my big issue is if you get into extras or a lot of these ninth-inning games, 
if a game started at seven locally for you, we're talking about ten yeah. thirty at night, and I'm not I'm not wasting my uh, and and maybe others really enjoy it. I understand, but I'm not going to waste one of my evenings for four hours just to get to the end of something that. That's miserable. So for me, I kind of am the opposite where once a baseball game, I don't want a baseball game to go into extra innings, but if it does go into extra innings, I want it to go like 15. I love seeing like the random guys that they, that come out to like try to get it out. And I think it's great. See, I don't want that because I have a particular subset of the brain worms where once I get really locked into something, I'm sticking with it. And so like I, I want, I desperately want the game to end. But if it goes to fourteen, I'm probably gonna watch it. So, no. well, so yeah. that's can, that's my can problem. we can we agree at least that the the DH and the NL is is the right move, and the people who say it's not really just they just please die on the hill, like just just end it. Alternatively, either just do it in both leagues or do it in none leagues, and because the yeah. AL is not giving it up anytime soon, you got to do it. Like on no. on some level, I think that pitchers ought to have to bat the whole sport, but but I, I don't I, I don't care that much, and I also like seeing more people that can hit. I think that if all pitchers had to hit, pitchers might hit a little better, but like it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. This is this, I I will agree with you that it is a dumb hill to die on. It is very stupid to have half of your sport playing by one set of rules and half of it playing by a different set of rules. Yeah. Kevin, should we give the pitchers right a first refusal, like, across the league because they can decide if they want to hit or not like, in a, on a given day? Because Max Scherzer would want to hit every day that he starts, yeah, right? Yeah, but then and if he did that, like, yeah, he'd want to hit, but then the team would be like, yeah, sorry, no, and I, I don't know. It could be. Like, we're not Max instituting to... the hand check rule next year just for the Eastern Conference. Come on. Yeah, yeah I, I, so I do wish they just did um, at DH in both leagues. But, yes, I do think that either way it should it should be the same. But, no. yeah, I think ultimately with baseball it was, like, I don't really know what – I know what problem they're trying to solve. I just – and they're fun ideas, but I, I don't know that mm-hmm. any of, like, the, the regular season game ones did much. None of those things are going to get me to watch any more baseball than I probably would have already. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, on the the other end of things, uh, in both, I think, professional football and, for the most part, uh, Big Ten and and Pac-12 weaseling aside, um, football really tried to not change anything as as much as they could. Do you you think that that is is the appropriate broad brush to give that? For the, uh, I would say that the NFL certainly did that. And the, the NFL, and the NFL was season. like, yeah, and they, it was like in the midst. The NFL season was like during the the peak of of the virus, and like they just, just soldiered on through. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was a weird thing where like as we were as we were thinking about this this time last year, probably all had a similar thought, which is, oh, the NFL is gonna you know is going to ace this comparatively speaking because they're the last you know they're the last sport to start their season mm-hmm. in the calendar year so they have time you know they have time to make their plan and they have time to adjust their plan as needed to see you know what works or doesn't work 
for, for the other, but like the NFL for all intents and purposes, the NFL had exactly the same season it was going to have last year, regardless, besides the fact that uh, there, there were no, and then limited fans in stadiums. Yeah. And then they kind of made up rules as they went. Like for some right. teams, they're like, Oh, we'll move you to Tuesday. And other teams are like, sorry, you got to play with, got to play with the squad. You got yet again, everything is about, making sure you get the games off and and there. So the NFL had a, had a different problem, which is the NFL is at the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of a number of games on the card for each team. And mm-hmm. so if you start fucking with their schedule and pruning games out of team schedules, it, it gets pretty damn hard to compare yeah. teams because the, you know, to, to trim one game out of an NFL schedule would be to trim 10 games out of MLB. And so they kind of had to get off as many games as humanly possible. And I think, w- did anybody only play 15 games ultimately? Uh, I don't think, I think so. I think, I think the every intern can look that up while I make the other point that I was thinking of uh, with yours, Sean, which is they have the fewest number of games and, and they're, they're once a week. So so you have some room to honestly to test a lot of people, whereas baseball, if you're playing a series, that's kind of hard. The other thing is they are playing in the largest spaces. I know their teams are yes. larger, but they're playing outside and we have learned that you know, if you're going to be somewhere and you're going to be breathing onto one another, do it outside. I mean, don't do it, but do it outside. Um, and so they kind of had that that built-in help. And, and baseball had that to an extent, too. But you have these series where people are, you know, playing each other, coming from different places so constantly. Um, so even in those large spaces, uh, you know, you end up having also people doing stuff like the Marlins. They're like, you know what? We're in Atlanta. Why not? There's... There's no mask mandate or anything here. Let's just go breathe on each other inside. And that's where you had issues. Whereas the NFL, <laughs> the NFL, for better or for worse, has no problem being very draconian in their rules on what players can and can't do. I mean, I think historically they've done that. So it, it kind of fit better here. Well, the intern has confirmed that every team played 16 games. So. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. yeah the, the NFL. But, well, that was like Schefter's big thing every week. Yeah. Sh- Schefter, Schefter is the worst. Uh, no. I forget. Did they change any overtime rules in football because, like, they're trying to get the game over faster? Uh, one of those stupid things. I don't no. think so. They might. They might yeah. have shortened the period from fifteen minutes to ten minutes. College football is did some changes this off season, but no, not not. Um, I don't think any any NFL rules. Yeah, I mean, the NFL didn't do anything. They just made sure that they could get all the games off and it worked out but you know kevin is <laughs> as we we often say about long twos don't be results based like just because it worked doesn't mean it was the right shot to take well, well I, I would i would argue that while i don't personally agree with this it's not how i would have done things i actually think the nfl was very process based in this they said who gives a shit we're the NFL. We're the biggest game in town. We don't actually have to have a plan. Our plan can be 100% just be reactionary, react to whatever happens instead of being proactive. Because when you try to make proactive plans and you get it wrong, you look like a dumbass. 
And so we're just going to react to whatever comes our way and we're going to make it up as we go along. And everyone is going to know that we're making it up as we go along, but we're the NFL and we don't care. And that is exactly what they did. And then, yeah, I, I think with all these, it's, there's a, yeah, they, there probably shouldn't have been any sports played anywhere, but you know, like among the things, yeah, among the, we're looking back at what did happen and saying, you know, relatively what made sense. And then like, if you look at college football, they did things like they had to deal with things like different numbers of games and they've got this playoff system. And then like, there's the Ohio state yeah. situation where they, how, I don't know how many games they ended up playing, but. The, the number the three. number one thing uh, until until they decided three quarters of the way through that they were going to try to be like the NFL and just go back to making everything up as they went along. The number one thing that college football adjusted to make things work during the pandemic that I really wholeheartedly agreed with was less Ohio State football. <laughs> just. Uh. We, we needed I, I, so I put in the in the doc that less college football is maybe a good thing yeah and I, I yeah I mean so there are two ways in which less college football I think was was good in that one you did have basically you know conferences like the SEC said these are important games we're going to play our important games because also super league-esque it's the ones people want to watch. No one wants to watch you play Troy or, you know, McNeese State. Um, that's just the way it is. But it was also bad in that these, uh, and the same could be said, for, can be said for college basketball. These students who who don't, or, you know, student athletes um, who don't have to be anywhere near campus because it's dangerous are staying in like hotel rooms for months on end. I forget which uh, college football team it was specifically, but they like just put, it might've been UNLV or it was uh, either in Nevada or, or New Mexico, I forget which. They stayed in a hotel instead of letting them go back because it was cheaper. Um, well, not, and... to, not to mention that the teams in, uh, the schools in California that had to like vacate the state and go mm-hmm. stay in like Nevada or Arizona yeah. for a while. Yeah. It was pretty wild. So so yeah, the, I I felt real I felt real icky about college sports in the last year. I I, I will say that I watched like one and a quarter college uh, college football games all season. One was the national championship game, and one was the result of another thing that that happened in college sports that i actually kind of enjoyed uh i watched the fourth quarter of byu coastal carolina (laughs) which you laugh but that was no joke that was an incredible football game and it was scheduled on the fly yes and i was wondering what the pickup scheduling was but this is this is the whole in nebraska (laughs) tried to do this too but no one wanted to play them because they're they're butt but it's yeah the the pickup scheduling which is hey we've got a week uh you've got a week unfortunately you have to drive here but <laughs> but you know it, it looks good for these two teams to play now we can't get that again because f- like fans would be like what the hell are you doing right but that's really cool yeah uh coastal carolina won i want to say in 
in over no they won in regulation but it came down to like the last play and fan like fans stormed the field it was a whole thing it was very dumb that game shouldn't have been happening but it was also kind of cool that it happened but the yeah. real place where we saw the pickup scheduling was in college basketball in this rash of preseason or not preseason but early season tournaments where you have like you have the Maui Invitational that this year, for some inexplicable reason, was in Asheville, North Carolina, um, or the uh, <laughs> the we're all gonna go to South Dakota and get COVID Invitational, uh, and, or and, let's put college students in a casino, which they do right. that one every year, apparently. And so, inevitably, what would happen is that a team would uh, would get their program kind of put on pause because they had a, a positive COVID test and the team that they were supposed to play against kind of just went, well, shit, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> who's, uh, who's here? Who, who's got their sneaks? Who's ready to play? Uh, and, and, and that's, that's how you, you wind up with, uh, something like UVA getting their absolute doors blown off by yeah. eventual non-national champion <laughs> Gonzaga. Uh, yeah, I think that, I woke up that day and I was like, oh, I'm pumped for the Florida game. And then I'm like, oh, Florida game's not happening, I guess. And um, yeah. So like that, you know, that was that was something. I, I, I certainly did not like the circumstances of that, of how that came about. Uh, but there's something, there's something kind of charming about college sports flying by the seat of its pants a little bit more than it usually does because it's become so slick and professionalized that you know i I think there's i think there's something to be said for like if you know if the ncaa is going to try to keep up this insane charade that this is amateur sports let's treat it like they're goddamn amateur sports for a little bit yeah Yeah. the the thing that the the downside of it is that uh you would also get some things like uva football playing abilene christian and like making that a pickup game and on that case it's like do we, i don't know why we're playing this football game in the middle of the pandemic but yes when you've got in, in a in a normal circumstance season it, it could be a lot of fun to 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 do this and they used to have the in college basketball didn't they i think they used to have the um uh like they would make bubble games uh, in the middle of the basketball season between teams that um, might be like uh, that oh, could be at large teams, but yeah. um, like bracket buster. Type that's thing. what it was. Bracket oh, busters. Yes. Yeah, like they yes, used to yes. do stuff like that, and I think it'd be cool yeah. if they did something similar. Bracket buster games are great. So, Kevin, also, I, I think one thing that you, t- in just from a scheduling perspective, the the and, and I think we'll get into this with, with professional basketball, too. But from a scheduling perspective, um, they did make some changes to the, the tournament. Having all the games in a, I forget what the term they used for it, but not a bubble, but something close-ish to it. Uh, personally, that didn't do much for me, but having the tournament do be like Friday through Monday as opposed to Thursday through Sunday. Did that do anything for you from an enjoyment perspective? I think I actually like the, I don't, I didn't think I would, but I do think I like the Friday Monday schedule better than the Thursday Sunday 
Um, part of that is because I like the fact that uh, on Friday, if I want to watch, if I want to do a thing where like I watch the games all day, then I don't really have to take Thursday and Friday off of work. Um, and then you get the Saturday of the all day basketball and most of the time by day four like as much as i love the first weekend by day four i'm like all right i'm kind of done with basketball for a bit so like i can kind of take the first half of monday off um you know either to do whatever or you know possibly again to like take less time off work or whatever and then i can tune in for a couple games on monday night um so i really like that i had the saturday to um to watch all the games um and i like how they another thing that they did was they really like staggered things more so that they didn't there were like more time slots for i think the sweet 16 games so there was there were less games on at the same time so overall i loved how they did the the tv schedule okay i i get that i think you know a lot of that was a function of you know uh the the clustering aspect where they had to do you know they were playing on a, a smaller number of courts. So right. like you had to have, you know, you had to have plenty of time and you had to have time for like, you know, sanitation and, and whatnot. I think my favorite thing that college basketball did with the tournament was just grossly tripping over their own shoes with how, uh, obviously and publicly unequal the men's and women's tournaments were, <laughs> uh, because just more, more things, that exposed the NCAA as an incompetent bumbling cartel that is unambiguously bad and needs to be destroyed post haste. Uh, the more, the the more of those, the better. Um, the women's college basketball tournament was phenomenal. Yes. The basketball Uh, was really, really good. Um, but, but, but now, so now that we've talked about those, we're talking about bubbles, and, and there's really only one place left to go from there, and that's, that's oh, the NBA. Yeah. And, and the WNBA. Yes. To your point, Sean, as to segue here, I am so glad in this last year that I'm like, shit, you know, I don't have anything to do. I've watched too many movies. I can't go anywhere. I don't want to watch The Heat because, for me, they're boring. What's going on in the, the wobble, as they called it? excellent basketball and and now i'm like ah well now i'm gonna have to invest more time in in looking up my my local women's basketball team and and seeing you know how they're gonna do this year and everything so i thank the nba and wnba for having the successful bubbles because that was really fun and apparently no one got sick and the only person who was asked to leave was uh someone who did some really shady stuff and i don't know if he's is Daniel House still in the league? I think he is. Let's, let's uh, Houston's out. Houston's really bad, so if he is, they're, he's, they're he's sort not of not much. in the league. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I was surprised. I was very skeptical going, and I, I think we we all, I think we had a podcast about it where we were just talking about how like stupid it was, and I think to ultimately, yeah, I mean, people got sick. Now, the amount of financial resources they had to um, spend to make the bubble a success was probably quite high. Um, but I, I give them props for how they uh, like did the bubble and everything. But I, I do think that my favorite thing about NBA, the NBA is like playoff crowds. So neutral mm-hmm. court NBA playoffs. Like I thought it might have been a cool idea in theory, but in practice, I just no, I want the NBA playoff fans. 
Yeah, yeah. They tried to make the people on the screens. I mean, they picked fans who seemed to be really into it and were okay with. I don't even know the feed and the delay and the lag. How how that really worked out? And they would have like, you know, Steph Curry watching or or you know Mark Jackson watching. Like it's like it made it kind of fun. I enjoyed it because it's better than. I know the NHL playoffs, especially, and you see it with with soccer all the time now. It's just empty, empty stands. It's kind of weird. So I really appreciated that aspect of making it feel more more homey. But yeah, I had I definitely had some concerns too. But I, I think that they nailed it from a health and a gameplay from as good as it's going to be perspective. Yeah, they they did great. I, I'm I'm 100% with Kevin. I actually think this extends to all sports. Uh, that mm-hmm. one of the best things about sports, especially if you are not there in person, is how the stadium experience still factors into your enjoyment. I mean, God, that uh, the the Shohei Otani home run that yeah. was the loudest thing that's ever happened in the universe. <laughs> Uh, was then drowned out by the sound of people rioting in the stands because they were so pumped. And I was like, this is really cool. This is super cool. And, and there's been this phenomenon because the Knicks are good again uh, of every member of the professional media uh, because they're all insane Knicks fans for some reason, Uh, you know, talking about how, uh, how if uh, just how incredible and unstoppable it would be if if the you know if Madison Square Garden was packed while Julius Randle and them boys went on a nine game winning streak and like the, the quote unquote the Knicks are good again you mean they're a four seed in the East you realize are those this you have to realize that is essentially they've already won the NBA championship I, 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 by I, the standards of that franchise. They're, they're they're enjoyable to watch. I watched them play the Infirmary Hawks the other day, and it was it was pretty cool. So they've they've that team has won one championship, correct? And it was when all of our parents were children. Yes. Uh. So so let's uh, let's let's maybe maybe lay off the lay off the Knickerbockers yeah. just a little bit. Taj Gibson is in his late career Rex Specs phase. He's he's still. I'm pretty sure he's still not as old as LeBron. Just just stew on that a, a little bit. I mean, but you know, so that's the good of the NBA, Kevin. One thing that I captured, um, you know, woe is the Tarampa Raptors, as as I think that they're called now. But one thing that they have done for for this season because they've they've gone across two seasons, which is pretty interesting. Um, and in some ways they had to face this the most head on because of where it fell on the calendar for them. But one thing they've done, which is kind of a throwback to when you had so many teams on the East Coast and they would take buses or trains to games, is they're playing uh, kind of back-to-back games. It might be a Thursday and a Saturday, but you'll play the same opponent twice in a row. I find that very strange and I would I haven't heard any coaches talk about it. I could have done more research on it. But I have to imagine for them it's kind of weird to, you know, see the same opponent two times in a row and how you play it around that. And, uh, you know, you get your season series, you, you kind of know going in. It's like, oh, well, you know, this is it. But I find that 
strange. It's not bad or, or good. I just don't really enjoy it from a watching perspective. Yeah, I like the idea of it. Um, I, I think even a three-game series with a team, you could kind of get a little bit of what makes the playoffs fun um, with like adjustments and such. Uh, I can't say that I've consumed a ton of regular season NBA basketball, so I haven't you know, seen it in practice, but I do like the idea of it and would be interested in them continuing it um, when I decide to tune back in. Yeah. I just think we need huh. fewer back-to-backs in all forms and fashions. I mean, the, the sure. other the other thing that has been very obvious and, and that I, I don't like in any of these is that uh, compressed schedules have led to a great many additional injuries. Soft uh, issue injuries. Yeah. The kinds of things that should be really avoidable. Um, but, yeah. Which... I, some soccer leagues took a a step with that with having extra subs the premier league right. wanted none of that which is stupid but um it could be worse you could be playing in outdoors in qatar and they have to use air conditioning because it's so hot even in the winter um and have to do quarter breaks but you know i i think that they didn't get the health stuff completely right kind of across all these leagues. Guys, don't host your international soccer tournaments in Qatar. Yeah. Don't do it um, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> a um, wide variety. I, I guess, yeah. So NBA seemingly good. I, we had two others on here. I, I feel bad putting the NHL in other but at least for, and again, they were across two seasons. They also did a bubble playoffs, which was nice. I don't know if it's good or bad, but they did some some hockey xenophobia, which is they had Canada all in one division together. Uh, and I think that's actually bad because while all the Canadian teams get to play each other, which is kind of fun because big viewership there, but then it limits the number of Canadian teams, I think, that could that could potentially be in the playoffs because they're going to beat up on one another. I mean, there, there was a reason for that, which is that uh, Canada, for a while, was not <laughs> quite so cool with Americans coming in. Uh, and, and they're still going to be having negotiations into yeah. the first round of the playoffs, apparently. So I'm surprised the NHL doesn't just say that like all of the Canadian teams make the playoffs by default and then like America it's can just fight the for the last teams. two spots because I feel like they make so much more money but you know just have a US just have a have two have two brackets make it you know make it the rising stars game have have a, a Canada bracket and a US bracket and then the the two winners will meet for for a series uh once things are are a little a little better it'll be like the little league world series yeah yeah that's 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 fine with me um yeah you know i i listen the caps will lose when when they the the caps will choke don't you worry about it whatever the situation is that will happen um huzzah i think that's a thing we can all all agree on (laughs) so uh any any parting thoughts before we before we move on uh, I, I would just say that we have to always get a UVA basketball plug in, but I think I kind of realized without the fans, um, you know, why other people might hate UVA basketball and that 
we got a shot clock violation in a home game and I was trying to get myself pumped up, but you know, without anyone else to be pumped up with me, it kind of seemed lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may have, Embrace I may have had that same thought at one point during this season. Um, okay. Uh, on that note, let's, let's shift to Pierce's sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Um, I, I had a realization this this past week. I don't know if you all remember, and I think there was a Domino's version too, but I seem to recall Pizza Hut had a pizza called The Edge or, or Edge or something like that. And it was this very, very thin crust pizza. And I think, Dom, I, I, in my head, I think Domino's had one that was almost octagon shaped too. But I, I seem to recall this. And I had... A real and thin crust pizza, like that's fine if that's your prerogative to to get that. But when you're getting it from these these purveyors of like basically fast food pizza, I just had this this realization that I allowed my family to be duped by having this affinity for this and wanting to have it. And it's like, oh, I get to eat. I I feel like I can eat all this pizza. They're cut up into little slices and it's really thin. Well, I was getting duped because it's just less pizza. It's it's like it's a marketing ploy that ends up being less pizza, but I don't think it was less expensive. So, you know, just a really bad value on my part. And, you know, you can't account for taste, but you can certainly tell children no. Um, and, you know, this is an instance where marketing man probably should have told you no. Yeah. It was also called the edge because due to the thinness you didn't have a big doughy crust you topped it all the way to the edge of the pizza yeah i mean it was really wow. tasty but it was like eating it's just a thin uh, crust it's just a thin pizza. crust right. pizza was this like was this a COVID experiment no no this, the, this, um, this, this, this was a 1997 <laughs> experiment oh okay. yeah, it's very old oh i guess i thought you were talking about your your current family not your your former family <laughs> the dog and the, girl, <laughs> yeah. and the girlfriend <laughs> Oh, yes. Former family. Oh, right. my God. Next week on Kevin is sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, well we, can, we can close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, and and I, I know this is was starting to angle towards uh, really just becoming a new segment called What's Sean Reading This Week? Uh, but I, uh, inspired by our band could be your life. I listened to the new dinosaur junior album, which is called give the intern. ARP is for us. What's that? ARP is for us. It's called sweep it into space. Uh, and it rips. That is a fun band. And, and, and the, I think the thing that, uh, the, the most sort of charming, anecdote about dinosaur jr in that book is that their sort of vision of what they were going to do is basically to be the world's loudest country band uh (laughs) and and it doesn't that doesn't quite come through so much on on this record i definitely noticed it on some of their older stuff after reading that where like you can tell that some of the sort of musical forms are are country maybe not country but are definitely like country tinged but it's just cranked up to ear bleeding levels uh but you know if you're if you're into uh 
loud noise and and cool guitar solos boy do i have an album for you <laughs> i realize that no one is into that anymore uh, i am maybe 30 years too late but i mean i think they're into whatever. it in scandinavia but they Ooh. usually don't go the dinosaur junior route no little little more little more minor key little a uh, little more little more mythical i believe uh, but yeah, uh, sweep it, uh, sweep it, sweep it into the stars. Is that right? Sure. Sweep it into space, man. Oh, I just, it, it, I just looked it up too. That's weak. similar. That's weak stuff on my part. Uh, the the song that I was uh, quite enjoying on my way home uh, to record tonight is called N say. So uh, the letter N and then the word say. So. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. Sweep It Into Space. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be your jam, too. Uh, okay, that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the podcast feed on your device of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.